Good morning, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam on this a nice Friday morning where it is unbearably hot because it's June, um, almost July. Um, but what we're here to talk about today is the uh, the latest episode of iCarly, and what I've been doing. Because I didn't start the show until uh, this season. Like, I didn't start watching iCarly until season three. Um, the issue that comes with that is that anything that happened in the first three seasons, which is admittedly not that much, I wasn't super familiar about. Um, so I was kind of coming from a place of kind of baffled confusion about certain things, like, who's this little girl? Like, oh, Freddie has a daughter. All right, cool, all right. Um, and then I've now caught up. Um, what I've been doing is when I watch an episode, I will continue to watch, starting back at the beginning, and then move forward from there. Um, and I have now caught up with season two, and now I'm, I'm all up to date now. Um, and I think that being caught up has made me like the show less than I did before. Um, I think that being caught up and leaving the show in this place where Freddy is, uh, the, the whole relationship with Freddy and what's her name, the, uh, the girl, um, the, uh, April, June, I forgot her name, but the girl that he dumped for Carly, it's like, I I really don't like the, the whole, like, I always end up feeling bad for the person who gets left behind on these shows, because, like, be it like, you know, not really Roy, Roy was a bit of a dick, but, like, um... In a sitcom, when I have a character who's meant to be with someone else, and then they just kind of get strung along, because that's a plot. Like, um, Rashida Jones' character on The Office, um, or, or the woman, or the guy that, that Daphne was engaged to on Frasier. It's like, there, that character is there to just be strung along by one of the leads who is pining for someone else. And, I think the problem is season two made it look like, um, not that Freddie was still enamored by Carly, but that he had moved on. Um, and I think that, like, having the finale be that thing where it's like, oh, you're obviously still in love with, you're obviously in love with each other. It's like, it comes out of left field, entirely out of left field. And it's just kind of not a great situation to, to put the characters in, because it's like, why? And then, why come back the next season and be like, okay, we're going to pick up with this relationship just to break them up? And, by and large, there was nothing wrong with that girl. Like, there was, like it's not like... And I think that that's one of the things that you need to do to make this really work right, is you need to have the other character be unlikable in some way. And they tried by having her, but the only reason it worked... The only part of it that worked was for people who were pro Carly and Freddy getting together to begin with. If you had that going in, it kind of works. And the reason why I'm talking so much about past seasons is because this new episode is just nonsensical. Like, the entire way through. Where it's like, 
how, how the hell do you get to this point? Okay, but you're trying to get over it, you're trying to not, okay, whatever. Um, like, the, the, the whole thing with, with going through the, you know, the fitness challenge, so that way Carly can graduate in high school and be part of the picture because she didn't graduate in high school there because she went to Italy with Sam, I guess, which it's so weird that she would go to Italy with Sam and then Sam would come back and then join the biker. Like, it just, it's such a weird thing that I'm like, alright, I guess. Like, sure. And I don't think it's ever been mentioned before this that Sam went with her to, 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 to Italy. It was always, oh, she studied abroad in Italy. And they made it seem like, oh, she studied abroad in Italy in college, but it, it's not. And that was the other thing, too, is that it's like, in, in the episode where she tries to get together with Freddy and tries to, like, push them into that situation, it's like, they make it seem like, you know, the whole thing in, in Italy was on the show, and it wasn't. Like, I felt like when I got to the end, I'm like, oh, did they remove episodes of this from this, and it's not working, and so I'm right in season three now, it's just, it feels weird, it feels like a weird place to leave off, and then to act like it's something that everyone's familiar with when no one is. Um... I don't know, I guess, and, and, and the whole thing with the, um, you know, the, the A plot and the B plot are, are both kind of strange, um, like, I'll say that the, the, the B plot, I think, is the funnier of the two, because, like, the whole thing in the school where they are, you know, where she's trying to graduate by finishing her gym class, did last year credit in gym class, and, um, like, it just doesn't work for me, that entire plot line, so it is what it is. But the the B plot with Spencer having donated sperm and him getting back with, you know, getting getting to meet all of his kids is such a great like you get a lot of great comedic moments out of that. Like all the kids acting somewhat like him and and the the whole thing with the, uh, you know, and, and Harper has a lot of really great moments in the episode, too, where she's like, you know, when she comes in and there's all the kids, she's like, okay, I don't want to get arrested, so I'm just going to leave. Um, and, and, and her acting, like, I think Harper works best as the straight man in the room, as the person who's going to be like, this is fucking ridiculous, we need to stop this. Um, I, I find the episode where she gets into her own antics to be less entertaining, um, I, I do think Carly needs the foil of someone else who is equally ridiculous, but in a different direction, um, because Carly is borderline neurotic on her own, I think you do need someone to, um, to, to act against that, and then you also have, you know, in the original show with Freddy with Sam, and, and Freddy was the straight man for everything, but, as we get more and more characters, you know, and as we get deeper into with people um, expanding their roles, it's kind of strange where it's like, we need, I think Harper does function best as, okay, this is, you know, she is someone who is like, no, you are acting ridiculous, or, or no, this situation is ridiculous, why am I involved in this? Um, I think the strongest episodes with Harper-related plots are those, uh, not the ones where... It's like, oh, and now we're getting into some other nonsense. Um, 
and I think too, it's like when you when you watch this show, it's like, like like her whole thing in this episode, like how, trying to help him figure out which of the kids is the imposter, and it turns out there are none. It's just one of the moms stole the sample and got herself pregnant with it, um, and that was where they went. And, and I'm like, that's pretty funny. Like that whole like. And, and then for her to be like, well, you know, people still supply some work all the time. And Barbara would be like, you know what, for legal reasons, you should probably stop talking right now. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's such a great little moment. Um, and I think that's, that, that is a really funny thing. And look, knowing this show, um, this is about the time that's happened the last two seasons. It's going to happen here where a main character um, starts dating someone and it goes on for like two or three episodes. And then by the time we get the finale, they don't renew the contract for the next season. So they're written off the show after one or two episodes, and then we move on. Um, it happened with the uh, the um, the singer girl that that Harper was dating. Um, it happened with the, the girl Freddie was dating, and at the end of the day, the show just continues to feel just a little strange. Because again, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is very obviously designed to be an all audience show. But again, we're in the situation where it's like, but what younger audience is going to get into this and be like, oh, this is something I want to watch. Like, outside of the legacy, who's going to want to watch? It's kind of a similar situation. We talked about it with The Flash, with, um, what's it called? With, with Michael Keaton. Why are we going 30 on the highway? Um, where Keaton's Batman, and I think we talked about this briefly before, where it's like, okay, so you have um, No At Home makes a lot of money, there are a few other movies that have done this multiverse concept and have made a lot of money. I mean, I think really the, the anomaly for like, a legacy sequel it did that was kind of different was, um, what's it called? Was, was Top Gun Maverick, but Top Gun Maverick was a fantastic movie. Um, and I think the issue we have here is at the end of the day, it's like, who's going to turn out to see Michael Keaton? And it's like, you know, people who are kids when that movie came out, people who were adults when that movie came out, and, and, and loved that movie, so, okay, great, you have to then think, okay, so, if it's gonna be people who are going to see, um, what's called, who are going to go see, um, this movie based on the fact that there are, that Keaton's in it, it's like, well, since COVID, the age cohort that this really works to, and, you know, hasn't started going back to the movie theater yet. Like, Top Gun Maverick was an anomaly, but the the majority of movies like this, that age cohort hasn't started going back to the movies. And it was an interesting thing that I was thinking about. It's like, if The Force Awakens came out now, not ten years ago, almost, The Force Awakens came out now, would we be in the situation that The Flash tried to stuff it, or more accurately, Indiana Jones tried to stuff it, where it's projected on a $300 million budget to do, like, 60, 60 to $70 million, where it's going to outgross The Flash in its opening weekend, but 60 to $70 million is not good at all for a $300 million movie. Um, and I think that therein lies the problem, um, where, where we have this big, you know issue of how do we handle the theatrical release model, and I think it's 
getting back to iCarly, I think it's a similar thing, where it's, the show is designed to have been watched by people who were that age when they watched it. Um, and I think what happened was, I seem to recall, when the show came back, there was not an outcry, but there was confusion over cursing. Like, there was, um, uh, like, like, they say bitch, they say bastard, they don't, they, they don't say, like, shit or fuck or anything like that, but there is some coarse language, and, and it is, like, TVPG because of coarse language, and the, the issue becomes that I feel like maybe they have that criticism too deep, where they still curse, but everything else feels very sanitized to a point where it's kind of weird. And again, I point to in season one, there's that episode where the crux of a joke, like, that's building for an entire episode, is that this girl that Carly and Freddie are going on vacation with, because Freddie wasn't supposed to go with them, it was just Carly, Harper, and, and this girl, Brooke, the the crux of the, you know, the buildup of the joke the entire time is Brooke thinks that she's trying, that Carly and Freddie are trying to convince her to have a three-way. And it's like, that doesn't feel like the kind of joke that would work in this show as it is now. Like, then it worked. But, like, again, I go back to the, 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 the Sideways Lighthouse joke from a few weeks ago where it's like, well, why are they making this joke about a Sideways Lighthouse when it's like, well, the joke has been like, especially if it's not visual, why is it making a giant dick? Like, it, it's just kind of a weird thing where it's like, it feels like they're trying to keep it within certain boundaries but are keeping the cursing in but at that point just cut the cursing and then make it a a family show entirely it's just weird to me and it has been weird for a while um I think this episode really solidifies it because it's like why are we on this whole thing like the A plot of the episode is Carly going back to high school during her high school reunion to try and pass the physical fitness test and there are a few great jokes in there, too. Like, it's like, we had to do the Lance Armstrong Fitness Challenge, formerly the O.J. Simpson Fitness Challenge. It takes a while for them to fix these things. Like, it, there, there, are, there are a few great jokes in there. But, you know, it, it is this thing of, you know... Like, it's just too goofy at times. Um, where it just kind of feels strange compared to everything else they've done. Um... Where we're at time, like this season feels the least grounded in reality. Um, where past seasons of the show have tenuously felt bound to reality, this one feels like there's a gas leak going on, and everyone's reacting reacting accordingly. To use parlance from uh, the community. Um, but we'll wrap up there for today. So tomorrow we will have Star Trek: Strange New World. This evening we will be doing Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I think I'm going to have thoughts about that, uh, based on what I've read about the movie. Um, but yeah, we will wrap up there for today. So, until our next episode, have a great rest of your week.